Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show. This is episode number 81 and uh, this is the Andy Campbell Football Show Extra And because uh, there's no championship this week. The show's live, available on Facebook, YouTube and Periscope or Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation is also your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So uh, give us a follow on social media. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, as we're crawling, crawling, flying up towards our first long-term goal, which was a thousand subscribers, and I think we're just under a hundred off now. So if you haven't subscribed, and you can also, if you want to just focus on football, follow at AC Footy Show to uh, follow the show on all social media platforms. Uh, the links to which are all in the description below, and of course you can get the audio versions of all the shows at the usual podcast and radio platforms. Uh, just as we wait for the, the various platforms to fill up and the live chat, uh, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports for all their help and support. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency which represents sports stars from around the world. For more information, you can visit their social media pages as well as their brand new website. Links in the description. They've been making some uh, some big moves recently across Europe, America. It's very, very interesting, exciting time for them. So give them a follow, check their stuff out. And uh, of course, the sponsor of today's show is Bespoke Financial as, as ever. And uh, here's a quick word from them. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. 
Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, big thank you to Bespoke Financial. They specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. And we thank them for sponsoring the shows. Uh, so a slightly different show this week with no championship. So we're just going to be having a free-for-all of football subjects and conversation. Questions from the live chat. And uh, joining me to discuss such things. First of all, we have the speed demon himself, the goal collector, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, and David Jones's favourite son, Mr Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. Have you had a good week? I know you've had a good week because I spoke to you last night. <laughs> I've had a decent week. Yeah, it's been all right. It's been uh, it's been pretty quiet for me, relatively speaking. But no, it's uh, it's been a rubbish week with no championship football. Uh, I always look forward to my Friday with the with the with the championship happening through the week. Uh, I know the games are back on tomorrow, but uh, I'm interested in uh, in getting our uh, our special guest view on uh, football matters and um, and everything involved in football, men and women. So I'm really excited for this one. I say we've had a uh, a female guest on not so long ago uh, from Borough Ladies. So. Uh, Miss Bass, so I'm really excited for this one. Indeed, uh, and our guest for this evening is uh, Hibernian midfielder, oh, Miss Charlotte Potts. I nearly married you off then. <laughs> How are you, Charlotte? You alright? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Charlotte, tell the viewers, uh, tell the viewers what you've been doing to, tonight before the show. So, what's your, what's been your pre, your pre-show warm-up, so to speak? Well, this is why we're late because obviously I've just got <laughs> back from, uh, just got back from training. Was rushing back to get on the show. It's all glamour, isn't it? Just, it's all glamour where you uh, where you've got to rush about and train and then come on come on here. So it's I uh, really appreciate yeah, giving so up uh, giving up your spare bit time. Sweaty really. and everything. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, great. It's great to uh, great to have you on. Um, as I say, we uh, we had obviously somebody you know, uh, Rebecca Bass on the show, uh, and she was she was a character by the way. She's as mad as a box of frogs. To be honest, she won't mind me she saying that by the way. She's absolutely nuts and uh, but no, very insightful and. You know, what I mean, a, a women's game is is obviously something very close to my heart because uh, because my eldest daughter plays, and it's something that I wanna I wanna her to follow and emulate. And I said the, the opportunities for women are uh, it's a lot better than it, than it probably used to be. You know, what I mean, you'll obviously been in, a, in a, you're at an age where you know, what I mean, you've seen everything and you you've been able to achieve that dream, so to speak. But uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot more accessible now, isn't it, than it than it used to be. Well, yeah, like even the likes of this, like me co- coming on a podcast now. You would rarely see like women footballers going on podcasts and mm. being able to listen to them to obviously educate all yeah. the young uh, young girls. Is that barriers then what need to be broken down? So you you look at um, uh, Sky Sports, for example, who've got female commentators on um, mm. BBC uh, Match of the Day. You know what I mean? Getting um, presenters on, commentators on, yeah. uh, reporters on. You know, this has got to help the next generation surely because it's got to educate like you say um uh, men and women that that, yeah. that equal equality but also that, that that women play football as well oh definitely and i think as a as a point of view from a young girl you need them role models when you've got that role model you sort of take more in don't you when you're learning yeah no, i totally agree I mean, so was it was it then was it then a, a, was it an aspiration for you then to 
to be a footballer or was it uh, a desire to prove people wrong that, that, that you're a woman but you can still be a footballer? Oh, no, I just love football. I've literally breathed it since I was... I can't even remember. <laughs> Did you play against boys as well? Or was it just always girls? Did Because obviously there's a yeah, yeah. there's an opportunity now, isn't it, for uh, for boys and girls to play together to, up to a certain certain age. I know that's increased um, over the last couple of years. Uh, but yeah. for me, I think it's it's great for development, surely. Oh, I recommend playing with the boys massively. I played with the boys up until I was 15. Um my PE teacher actually had to get permission after FA to see if I could still play in school with them. But up until I was 11 in grassroots, that's when I had to stop. And I, honestly, I was good. Mm. I was so, like, I was so good at the fact that I had to come away from them. Like, when you're a team as well, you make such close friendships. And luckily, I fell into, like, some good girls' girls teams. Yeah. Well, having that, being, being, a, being a girl, being a boy, being a man, being a woman, it doesn't matter, you know, when it comes to... Certain sports, you know that 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 equality is getting getting put um, put in the on the on the right line, which is important and um, and diversity. And I think it's it's so important because it doesn't matter what sex you are. You know, what I mean, if people and boys and girls want to play together, you know, I, I'm going back. What well, there was a mad idea um, years ago. It was before the the World Cup, and it was, was it in Canada, wasn't it? It was a, it was a World Cup before that. Um, so I'm going back quite a while. Um, and they're on about mm. having men goalkeepers because they say the the women goalkeepers weren't as strong as. As there should be, and there's too many goals getting let in, and and I just thought it's not broken, so why fix it? You know, just give them an opportunity, give them better coaching, yeah. develop them a little bit better, educate them a little bit better, um, and by the time you know it, now you see, um, you see some. Well, just look at the England goalkeepers, for example. You know what I mean? There's a Carly Selford and uh, all goalkeepers. You know, they're, they're, they're built like proper goalkeepers. They look like goalkeepers, regardless how they look. As in the females, it doesn't matter. And you're right, like when it comes to the coaching, I think it's the technical detail in the coaching. And obviously, once that improves, I mean, you know how technical a goalkeeper has to be. It's sometimes fine margins, like an inch or two. And they're obviously getting that kind of coaching now, so they're improving. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, totally agree. Uh, but no, as I say, we, we, tonight we're going to decide going to be basically football focused, isn't it? From uh, from everything football related, a bit of a free for all. So, any of the viewers, you've got any questions that you want to ask uh, all three of us, uh, anyone in anyone in particular, throw questions at, at us all. You know, we will answer relatively as many things as we can. Spot on. Um, so to start us off, uh, seeing as this is usually the championship show on a Friday, uh, Derby County are kicking off against Watford. Uh, been about half an hour's time. So uh, we'll get prediction of the, the two of you to start us off. Um, Charlotte, who have you got between Derby and Watford? Derby. Derby it's a good start. No, they haven't. And do you, and you know what? Week, though, yeah, I, I look at... I, I, every time we've made this kind of prediction, Charlotte, it's been uh, that the, the international break has killed some sides and, and really ruins mm -hmm. form, the form guide and... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on Charlotte's back here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna follow follow suit and go Derby and think when Rooney will, will score again. So I'll go Derby. One man team. I'll uh, I'll, I'll go against <laughs> the grain against Does the grain as always, mate. And uh, I'll go with Watford. Do you know uh, I don't Watford's I don't normally follow the Championship too much, you know, because obviously Newcastle fan played for Sunderland Premiership League One. Sort of like. Yeah, you haven't followed the championship for quite for quite a while, have you, Charlotte? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that Premier League, that Premier League's a dream as well, isn't it? 
Yeah. And you know what, right? Being a, it's, it's great, you know, being a, being a football fan, it's, it's as, it, as its ups and downs, but uh, you more than most being a, being a Mackham has had so many highs. You know, look, look at the new stadium. I say, when I, uh, when I played, that stadium was absolutely rocking when Kevin Phillips, uh, Niall Quinn, Nicky Summerby, um, uh, Johnson on the other wing, you know, they had an unbelievable side. They used to, you know what I mean? It used to be full. You couldn't, you couldn't get a ticket to save, to save your life, to be honest. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, relegation happened, new owners take over and they've never really recovered. And it's such a shame oh, because the area, the, the fans are passionate, the club's massive. And, and when you've got your local rivals as well, who are, I wouldn't say they're overachieving or underachieving. They're just they're just achieving and they're just they're just hanging on because the chairman wants wants away. But you know, I mean, every every Sunderland, every Middlesbrough fan wants uh, wants Mike Ashley to fail and wants Newcastle to end up where uh, where everyone else is. Because, but for me, I want everyone back in the Prem because I love a derby. A derby's a great, yeah. you know, and 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 I was brought up with them and I've had so many good memories personally from uh, from derby fixtures and. Um, but no, it's great. Oh, did you see my video on Twitter yesterday? Was it was it yesterday or today when uh, I scored my first ever goal against someone? So I hope you're there. I, I did. Watched I, that one. You're I did. That. I, I, did. I watched it. Yeah. I enjoyed that even more now. Then great. That must have been <laughs> some feeling. Eh? Oh, it was. No, oh, uh, it was. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think my celebration said it all. That um, you know, I, I've never been one for planning celebrations and and, and my reaction mm-hmm. as a young boy as a Middlesbrough fan. It was yeah, it was uh, something special. The things that. You know yourself, Charlotte, all the achievements that you've done in your football, winning titles, um, going over to play in different countries, no one can ever take those things away from you. You know what I mean? However people have an opinion on you, however good or bad you think you've, you've done or you've not done, you know what I mean? When you, and I think for me personally, it'll happen to you one day, but hopefully not soon, but when you retire, look back and enjoy it because that's the time when I, I probably wish that I enjoyed it a little bit more when I played, but uh, I'm making up for it now because when I look back and when I reminisce and when I talk to people about the good times and the good old days, it's nice to uh, it's nice to have those memories because no one can ever take them away. Yeah. Um, right. So as predicted, Corey, a uh, few questions about the uh, the transfer window and stuff. But before we get to that, uh, where was it? We had. I knew that was going to happen. I'd lose it as soon as I went to ask it. James asked uh, Charlotte, "What's your opinion of uh, Megan Rapinoe, uh, the female footballer?" Sorry, I cut off there for the signal. Yeah, Megan, who? yeah, you did. Uh, so I'm going to go out now and come back in. Basically, uh, asked I'll, I'll, Charlotte's I'll opinion on Megan uh, Rapinoe. Rapinoe, uh, the, the American player. Yeah, yeah, the one who's been uh, saying about the. We'll just carry on, Charlotte. Me and you. I wanted to. I wanted him to finish a sentence there so I could carry on. Uh, well, he said, "What is your opinion on the American football? Is it Megan? Repeat? Is it Rapinoe or something? Yeah, whatever yeah. she's called. Yeah. What, what's your opinion on her? Uh, strong character, isn't she? Extremely. Uh, very opinion. Very opinionated. Very, and a lot of people. A lot of people don't like that about her. And honestly, I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of someone who's opinionated. Uh, she's really big on fighting for equality. Uh, I think she does go a little bit too far with it, mm. um, but we to be able to uh, to fight more, we need people like her. Yeah, no, so, I totally, I totally agree in certain aspects, and uh, and I think she's um, she's given everyone a, a, an outlook of what's important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, um, I, I do think that women are massively underpaid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, I know she was look, she was looking for equal equal pay for. Uh, for men and women footballers, but you look at the, yeah. the kind of sponsorships and deals, and I'll, and I'll use Messi and Ronaldo. You know that uh, there's not enough football, there's not enough money in football to 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 have 
um, the kind of wages for everybody, you know. And I'm not saying yeah. that men should get it, women shouldn't get it. You know what I mean? If that's men taking cuts and women getting paid more, then so be it. You know, especially when there's there's links with clubs, and I'll use your club. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slate your club either. Actually, but you you play for a great club. Um, but you know what I mean? I'm, I'm guessing the budgets of the men and the women are vastly different. Um, and mm-hmm. it would be it would it players would, the men would have to take a cut for the women to to to, mm-hmm. to to get paid more. I mean, you know what I mean? For me. It's the only way to grow women's football. Women's football's got to grow. If they're trying to trying to get better and bigger players in, you need more money to do that. You know what I mean? I'll use my own club, Middlesbrough. You know what I mean? You you you'll have played against them. They've they've, they've nearly been there a few years, but then I they fall off because the. How did you play for them? Um, and the money goes away. Did you play under Maria? Did Maria? Was Maria there when you played? No. It was Maria, Maria not there? Um, and they've been nearly there, but they they haven't got the link with the, with the first team, and that's the problem that they've always had and they're always going to have. Unless you've got the link with the first team, and the men's team, you, you're fighting the losing battle for me. And you know what I mean? You, you can't sustain that um, uh, the ability to run a football club on your own with limited resources, uh, lack of funds, uh, lack of sponsorship. Just at the minute as well with COVID, zero fans won't come through the door as well. So you you're fighting the losing mm. battle. What's the rules with uh, Scottish, football, Scottish football, women's football? Are you allowed fans then on Sunday? We're not, no. It's uh, going to be live streamed. Right, OK. Which is, which is good for the supporters and good for people to watch, which is great. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. But you're absolutely right there about... Um, because obviously we still have to work as well. Um, yeah. Which you understand, like, you, you go to work, you mental focus into your job and then you go to training and you haven't got the same, you haven't got the same level of focus as what you would normally have. If you are mentally preparing to go train, yeah, I totally agree. And the long days as well, Charlotte, aren't they? You know, I'm guessing you have players who who travel as well. You know, I mean, they probably don't live in Edinburgh, so they they travel a little bit wider. So you get into training, bang on for for start time. You you then finish, you drive home, you get back late. It's a it's a knock on effect. It's a it's a it's a spiral, and it can it can get out of control sometimes. You know what I mean? Because then you yeah. you're up for work the next day, and you know what I mean. Like you say, it's a it's a tough gig and it's, it's, it's hard work and people don't understand that kind of environment, that kind of um, professionalism and, and determination yeah. to do what you want to do. You know, it's, it's credit to you because I say I've been, uh, I've been involved in every level in, in English football and British football, uh, you know, I mean, from professional, semi-professional and I really struggled, really struggled with, uh, with, with not training through the day or training on a night and it was just, it was, everything was a mess, everything was just, yeah. it was back to front. It's, it's, it's hard work. Yeah, definitely. And I oh, think for me as well, I probably, I probably took the financial sacrifice and chose not to work so much. Yeah. But obviously, that that kind of like, you can't, you can't do that either, because obviously, food costs a lot when you've got to fuel up quite a lot. Yeah. And it's, it is. You, you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah, especially being an athlete, being an athlete, you know, because you've got to you got to replace what you've lost. You know what I mean? That's liquid exactly. intake, food intake, you know, and there's and there's and there's everything that goes with it, whether it being a footballer, because you know what I mean. There's uh, underarmers, there's extra kit what goes with it, lifestyle. You know, you know what I mean. You've got to keep up with it. You've got to keep up with the Joneses, don't you? You've got to keep up with what's going on and Definitely. keep relevant and keep real. And um, no, I totally agree. Uh, more questions, as uh, as you'd expect, Friday. Uh, let's have a look. What else we got? Uh, Joshua asks, Andy, what do you think about Balassi joining Borough on loan? Cracking sign, and that is, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd have liked it. Um, 
probably three or four years ago because I think he was he was for me he was he was leaving and on his way to spot in Lisbon, but he was he was he was more or less at his peak for me. Um, I'm hoping that Neil can get uh, the best out of him. Uh, if anybody's going to get the best out of him, Neil Warnock will be able to get something out of him, and it's something what Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough really lack, and they've lacked it for a few years. I, I spoke quite positively about uh, Adama Traore. Every time he got the ball, he he had me on the on the edge of my seat. I love that kind of player. Um, with pace and, and drive and, and a bit of skill and can and, and can unlock a door and um, I'm hoping that he'll do that. He'll create some more chances for Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough will score more goals. There'll be a lot. They'll be better to watch because let's be honest. You know what I mean? I know we've laughed and joked about uh, about Sunderland. You know what I mean? Uh, being being in League One, but it's depressing watching Middlesbrough at times because they're just so one-dimensional and um, and pretty boring, really. You know what I mean? And and I'd rather I'd rather sometimes lose four-three and watch a decent game than than get over the line and win in one-nil because you know it's just, it's just boring sometimes indeed mate I couldn't agree with you more um, however here's a question for both of you as uh, as our outnumbered English two to one uh, Rob Boyle asks not, after not just English side day, not just English Prop, <laughs> proper English proper English northern yeah northern. proper English um, Rob Boyle <laughs> wants to know what the uh, what the northern is do they still think is coming home after watching England the other day Charlotte, go on. I'll let you start if you want. If you if you, if you don't mind, because my opinion is so random. I only seen the highlights because uh, we had a team zoom on uh, Wednesday night. So that's more than I watched. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Did you just see Harry Maguire's challenge then? <laughs> I've just watched. Yeah, I just oh, watched what I wanted. Get one there of, now. We're gonna get I just there watched, now. I just watched what I nearly watched, and I've had I've had so many disagreements on this show about uh, about what this competition means and what it is and what it isn't. This is a this is a this is a home nations league. This is a friendly competition. This is not World Cup. It's not the European Championships. This for me, this it doesn't mean anything. If they win this home nations, will I be singing about it on Twitter? Will I be will I be cracking open a, a bottle of lager or a bottle of champagne? No, I won't. It's not. It doesn't mean anything. It's a friendly competition. Yeah. There might be something no, at the end of it. We are top. You know league. what I mean? But it's just oh, nothing. Sorry. It doesn't mean anything. It's you know what I mean. I've always said I, I would always love in my lifetime to watch my watch my country lift a major tournament, uh, major trophy, the World Cup. I wasn't born until 79, so I missed 66. Uh, European, uh, the Euros, you know, I've been so close to seeing them in a final a couple of times. But for me, the home nation doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't excite me. It's, it's something what they've added in. You know what I mean? If this doesn't yeah. work, they'll, they'll add it in again. It's something else. And then might win that. People in the comments saying, is Andy going on about this friendly stuff again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they asked the question, so I'm going to answer I know. it. I know. I know. Well, I, I've got to be real, haven't either. you? Exactly. I'm just, be real? I, I'm honest. At least I'm consistent. I'm consistent with yeah, my answer. It, they ask me the question, <laughs> I give the same answer every week, and I'm going to continue to do I'm, so. I'm, I, I'm also rubbish. consistent. I don't care about it. It doesn't matter. But Wales are also top of the group, so that makes them the best country mm. in Europe. Listen, listen. England beat Belgium. Didn't get me excited. England lost to Denmark. Yeah, didn't get me. Matter, didn't didn't disappoint me. England beat Wales quite comfortably. Yeah. Didn't yeah. excite me, not bothered, you know. So I, listen, I, I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for. I love my country. I absolutely adore my country. I would, I, I, I played for my country. Love watching my country. But for me, there's got to be a. It's not friendly. It's friendly is for opportunities to, to try things, to practice with players, to, to see if a player fits in a in a certain area. Jack Grealish, um, Calvert Lewin. You know what I mean. So when they do have the proper games, that these kind of players will will be will be tried and tested by Gareth Southgate, and I'm all for it. So use it for what it is. Is a friendly competition. Yeah. Spot on. Um, so you mentioned you. Harry Maguire. Um, 
since lock like before pre lockdown, his first season for United, the first three quarters of it, I thought he was very good. I thought he settled very well. He was given the captaincy, um, and you could see why. He was vocal. He was a leader. Uh, post lockdown, I do, I don't know what's going on with him. He has gone to pieces, mate. Um, obviously got arrested in the summer. Didn't help. Um, he's been sent off. He's scored own goals. He's made mistakes. Is it time for him to maybe have a break? Uh, and do you think, or is it? Do you stick with him? It's a very difficult decision for his managers of both England and United. Um, I, I, I look at it of uh, probably why Gareth's put him in the England squad. You know what I mean? Is he, is he put him into... Does he need the games? He's, he's playing regular for United. Was there an opportunity to see somebody else? I believe so. I believe it could have given him an opportunity to take him out of the limelight. You know what I mean? He's not playing the he's not playing the best, and uh, you know what I mean. And and then when he gets himself sent off, the questions are always going to be asked: Is it because what happened in the summer? Is it because of this? Is it because of that? You know what I mean. You look at his um, his last his last few games at United, where he's 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 wrestling Luke short of the ground. He's giving the ball away. He's giving goals away, and it's just it's not it's un Harry Maguire like. So you know what I mean. There's something not right. There's something going on, and you know what I mean. Everyone knows how good he is. You know what I mean. Hull City, Sheffield United, Leicester City, Man United. Cream always rises, and he's a, he's a very good player. He's a very good defender, but there's something not happening this year. And if that's, is it the manager? Is it the player himself? There's something. Someone's got to take responsibility because good players don't become bad players overnight. And he looks like a bad player at the minute, unfortunately. He does. Well, Charlotte, where where do you stand on that? Obviously, as a player, if you're going through a period as bad as what Harry Maguire is, do you do players want the manager to kind of take them, give them a rest, or do they want to play through it? Do you know what I've sort? Line. I've sort. I feel like I've sort of been in the similar position to Harry Maguire in the sense of uh, when I was in the Super League, I was going through a lot of stuff at home, and it puts pressure on you when you're in a uh, when you're in the environment with with like football. There's so much pressure obviously going on in his life, and it's affecting the way he's playing. Hmm. I think it's definitely so. time that he has a little break and reflects on what's actually affecting him. So what when you say break though, Charlotte? Do you mean uh, United break? So he, he he comes out of the day job. So you know, what I mean, United are the ones. Or should should he have just been given a bit of time off from everybody? Uh, maybe his two managers have a conversation. Ollie and Gareth have a conversation and say, listen, don't pick him. We're going to send him away. You know what I mean? Not to Greece, by the way, because that would have been a bad idea, wouldn't it? Uh, but mm. give him a little bit of a break so he can just get his head right with his family and he can come back for everybody's concern. And hit the ground running, you know, because he's he's a good player, but he's like like yeah. Charlotte just said there. There's there's something not right. There's something going wrong, and you know yourself, Charlotte just said there. When you've got when you're happy outside of the game, the game's a breeze. But when you're struggling mentally, physically, and family life's not right at home, or there's something issue, there's issue at work. You know what I mean? You you take it on the training pitch, you take it on the game, and you get sent off, and you and you look back and think that was because of that, and that was because of that, and then all of a sudden you've got yourself in a you're not playing next week, and it's a, yeah, it's a, and it's a spiral. And unfortunately, it's the it's the players who yeah. uh, it's the players who, who miss out. You know what I mean? And I hope, um, oh, listen, he's, he's on he's on that much money. He's a, he's, he's that much big big of a sign, and he, he'll play in the long run. But yeah, I, I probably agree. He does need a bit of time out or something. Else. Yeah, but but I think more importantly, when he got arrested, do you think? Say that again, Sam. Do you think they should have taken him out when he had a, when he got arrested, when he was on the, in the break before the season started, Southgate and. Um, Solskjaer should have sat him down and kind of had a conversation with him, discussed that, you know, don't put yourself in the position, blah, blah, blah. But also, his form had already dipped at that point. It's kind of helping him to refocus, 
before the season starts instead of waiting until it's got much, much worse. And now he's like his form has really suffered as well as the other stuff. Sorry to interrupt you as well, Charlotte. There, I, I think that I think they did the right thing to be honest. I think that they, they stuck him in um, and did the right thing and just got him focused on football because that's his job. I think I think they were quite clever with it. But I think there was always going to be come a time where he becomes mentally drained and physically mm-hmm. drained, or he's making mistakes. And you know, what I mean, it's, it's it's coincided with United shipping goals in. They're not winning games. They're lacking massive confidence. He goes away with England. Sometimes that can be a good thing. It obviously hasn't worked out to be a good thing this week. Uh, and now he's going to go back to United, lacking confidence again. And at the weekend, he's going to he's going to have potentially have more problems unless Ollie brings him out the firing line. But then, if you're a Man United fan, why should you lose your best centre half on paper because um, because he's had a bad England game and he's had a, a bad experience? Because he he should be now determined. He should be fresh because he didn't play many minutes on Wednesday night. So you know, I mean, you you, you can look pros and cons for me, but. He's got a huge decision to make, but I, I, if I was Harry, I would want to play. But for me, manager's got to take that decision out of his hands. Yeah, I think it's fair, fair, fair comments all round. Um, got a few more questions. Let's have a look what else we've got. Um, people not saying Maguire's not worth 80 million, um, which is kind of common. Uh, Anthony Knocker, got Forest, didn't see that coming. Um, what do you think of that? Uh, Andy, because obviously we talked about knockout a lot with the um, you know with the championship stuff and with Forest particularly this year. Um, do you think that's a good signing for him? Uh, I like good players. I like good players playing the championship because I think the championship becomes a Premier League too. And uh, for me, I want the best players to drop down from the Premier League into the championship because it makes it stronger. It makes it more appealing to watch. And um, you know, I mean, I'm a big advocate because I don't want these kind of players to go and join another country or join, or just sit on the backside and, and just get paid. You know, I mean, these players, are, these players are millionaires. You know, I mean, these players are multi-millionaires. So, you know, I mean, they've got to be a, a time in their life where they think, Do you know what, football is now important. Or football's my job. I want to play. You know, I mean, I used to hate not playing. You know, what I mean, I don't know what you all like, Charlotte, but if you've ever ever had a time in your life where you've never played, it was just. You know what I mean? I was sat in my backside for a full season, more or less, you know what I mean? And I hated it. And the reason was because the centre forward was keeping me out of the team and he was far better than me. But I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. And, you know what I mean? I was so patient for an opportunity, but it just didn't arise. And, you know what I mean? In the end, you have to move on because you want to play football if that's what you choose to do. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree completely. Um, I think even this coronavirus, I think, has had a massive effect on the women's game because we've be, we, it's taken us longer to get back into it than the men and being out for so long you're just so eager to get back in it, you lose habits and everything though like mm. just just fine margins isn't it with football and it's like mm. you you see that when you start the friendlies back up that you're not mm. you're not installing them habits mm. Do yeah. you think that's fair then what you said there about 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 the men started before the women you know what I mean and I, and I think um and obviously, listen, we, no, no one ever seen this this coming. You know what I mean? No one ever, ever imagined it was going to be as bad as it was. Um, uh, obviously, it's turned out to be an absolute world disaster. But I do think some some decisions were hastily made about, about certain um, countries, football, divisions. You know what I mean? The English divisions didn't match. So the Premier League was the important one. Um, the Championship was the second one important one. Everyone else just got fobbed off. You know what I mean? So being a Sunderland fan, you missed out in on the playoffs because of this ridiculous points per game. You know what I mean? But in the women's league that, that got that got just cancelled and then all of a sudden it comes back this year. Obviously there was a there was an opportunity that Man City Man City could win two FA Cups this season. 
it's just things that yeah. just don't make sense to me. I just I just don't like it. But do you think do you think it do you think it could have been handled a little bit better and more equal for everybody? And I just don't mean men and women, by the way. I mean I mean FIFA across the world in in countries. Yeah, yeah. I think it should have been the same rule for everyone. So that, uh, and yeah. I, and I argued that because I, I just thought FIFA, UEFA, um, if they make a big call or, or a brave decision mm-hmm. and say, listen. Uh, we're going to give it till July the 1st. If nothing's changing until July the 1st, we'll make a decision. And just players then know where they were because um, Holland have cancelled and then a week later, Belgium cancel and then Scotland cancel um, and then Wales cancel and then the women's in England's cancel. And But then all of a sudden, the English football is still potentially alive and then all of a sudden they decide to, to scrap EFL divisions but to keep the championship going but still have the playoffs it just made a mockery for me of uh, British football yeah. and I felt really sorry for certain teams you know that I, I heard chairmen and chairwomen talking about the clubs I, I listened to players managers at Sunderland for example in Ipswich who missed out on this points per game I, 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 I'll be honest I'm, I'm decent at maths and I forgot I, I didn't work out how, how on earth they, they made the maths judgement to, to add all these points up it was just outrageous how they did uh, how they did it but um, I just wish same as what you said there that uh, the FIFA make these kind of decisions, and everyone just is treated equally. You know, I'm not on about men and women, by the way. I'm on about football in general because if you're a in man, general, you're a yeah. woman, you're a child. You know what I mean? These just want to play, and if you, and if it's not safe to play, then nobody plays. But mm-hmm. hey ho, I agree completely. I had uh, I had so many rants during lockdown. It was uh, it was outrageous. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so I've got a great beard now because you, you, you are just you are just on one there. I know, I know. It, 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 it brought back bad memories, really bad memories, Good. really bad memories. But um, on Good that, so we, we, we touched on uh, we touched on obviously COVID. We touched on how did it affect you as a person, and how did it, how did it affect you as a footballer? Well, obviously, when I came home from Canada, I had started up my own little coaching business, as well as getting a job with uh, Gated College. So the aim was to actually help Sunderland get promoted, to then become part-time, because we weren't paid at Sunderland, to then, like, ease off on the uh, Gated College coaching. And uh, obviously, my business had had a massive effect because I was starting to get more clients. I was starting to get more known in the area. And, like... When COVID happened, it was like I lost both jobs and the ability and the um, opportunity to become a part-time professional footballer with Sunderland. So then I was just like thinking, right, I need to push football now elsewhere. Yeah. So, but I was obviously hoping, trying to wait as well to see if they were going to let us still get promoted with Sunderland, which wasn't looking very likely. No, and that's the was... that's the that's the upsetting thing, isn't it, Charlotte? So you've obviously got an affiliation mm-hmm. with Sunderland because, you know what I mean. Obviously, I did uh, did some research that that you like a boomerang, so to speak. That you you always ended up going back to Sunderland and you've played there a few times and you you know you and you love the club and you know what I mean. But your dream and your aspirations would have been to take that club as high as you can and like you said, to have been a been a professional footballer with them. You know what I mean? Undoubtedly, you know what I mean, and push them as far mm-hmm. as you can. But obviously, this had a had an impact on on that happening you know that yeah. obviously you left a few of the other players leave and uh, so how did your move to, to Hibs come around then it's always interesting to find out how people uh, people move clubs um, to be honest I was just sending loads of emails out um, to be fair and I was lucky that I was lucky that they got back to me and they were interested in seeing my footage so yeah it was and automatically when i had a conversation with the manager on the phone like his personality my personality well like we realized like 
I got along with him. He liked the style that I played, and he thought the style that I play would be beneficial for coming up here. Which is key as well, isn't it? You know what I mean? Because you've got to be comfortable and, you know what I mean, you're, you're moving away. You know what I mean? You're moving out of your mm-hmm. comfort zone. You're moving to an area where you don't know anybody. You're moving to a club which is uh, which is brand new. You know what I mean? You're moving to a league which is brand new. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know what I mean? You've got, to be, you've got to be bang on. You've got to have the, the, the knowledge, the experience to uh, to know that this is the right decision. And yeah. having faith in a, in a manager is, so, is, is key, isn't it? You know that I, yeah. I'm similar. Every time I move clubs, it was always a... Um, it was always a decision that, that, that I didn't take lightly. It was never a, a decision where I thought, oh, I'm, getting, I'm going to get paid more there. It was always a decision. You know, when I first signed for Cardiff City, it was, um, I knew, um, knew the manager. Um, and then I was going to sign for Oldersfield Town for Steve Bruce. I knew, knew him. So, you know, I, I, always, I always made sure I, um, I knew and did me, did me homework before, which is, which is so important. Yeah. I mean, I've I done my homework. Like, I, watch, I watched highlights. Uh was looking on looking on social medias to see what the team were like and I thought I thought I'd fit in quite well so and I, f- I feel like I have to be fair is it is it is it a good group is it is it is it better than better than you thought is it is it is it is it a, the best move that you've that, that you made in terms of a football decision it's still really early doors but yeah I'm feeling really strong about the decision there I knew before even coming up here that this group was already it's, they've already been together for a long time I'm sort of like me and a couple of others who's uh, who's just new well, mm. they've like they've been together for a long time and which is important by the been, way isn't it it's important yeah, yeah. yeah. and I could, I could tell as soon as I come up here I could see like oh I'm, it's going to take me a while to fit into here because they're such a close group and I'm the newbie and I'm thankful that they've uh, took into me quite well but it's important, isn't it? I bet you're looking forward to Sunday because it breaks that ice, it breaks the duck, doesn't it? First game of the season, when that's out of the way, it's just, every game's just, you know I mean? You just look forward to the next game, the next yeah. game, the next game, and it's, you know what I mean? Because let's hope you get off to a good start, you know what I mean? Who knows? You might score, it might be a, a, a dream debut, and you know what I mean? And, and, and it's good that, that it's been streamed live because people can watch it. I say people back home can watch mm-hmm. it. Uh, they don't have to travel, they don't have to worry about not not being able to get in because of the virus and things. So it's. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, certain clubs are doing it are doing it great because I know I watched uh, and I watched an FA Cup game on uh, I mean was it Thursday Wednesday night Wednesday night oh, I, I watched Guysley live live stream because you know what I mean I, I watched it via Twitter yeah and I just thought you know what like, clubs are doing it right and they're trying to help fans out and they're trying to help the players out because you know what I mean it's such a shame that people can't go and watch but if they can do the littlest things you know what I mean forget all this money and. Uh, big project whatever it is and EFL and, and, and charging teams 15 pounds to watch a game you know what I mean do it right and look after the fans because without yeah, fans yeah. football's awful it's disgusting it, and it'll never, it'll, it'll never continue uh, another it's question nice. from the live chat sorry Charlotte sorry um, just just a quick one uh, Martin from Black Diamond Sports <laughs> says, have, you, have you got have you got an agent because uh, he is yeah. an agent yeah, yeah, Martin put your number on put your number on get your number on yeah. get your number on live on the show I'll flash it up on the screen, no problem. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, Charlotte, I, inter- well. I inter- interrupted you. And... That's all right. Yeah, I was seeing the lack of fans right. as well. Truly, like, it affects your mental prep and everything. I don't know what it must be like for the men when they get thousands and thousands, but, I mean, for us, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. I think, well, but I disagree there, Charlotte, because I say I've, I've done full circle. I've played in front of... Um, 50, 60, 70,000 fans and 
Um, even when I've played non-league football and there was two, three hundred fans there, for me, it doesn't matter. I love scoring goals and I love scoring goals in front of a fan. And if it was Correct. 20 people singing my name and it was screaming or it was people celebrating, you know, I, I'll be honest, I, I couldn't imagine scoring a goal with no fans in a competitive game. I, I, you know, I, mean, I, I used to... I used to use an example when it, when it, when lockdown first started of, of like a, a reserve team game where you know what I mean there'd be nobody there because nobody Pontins really watched reserve team Pontins League football yeah that nobody ever watched them those kind of games and you know what I mean you you scored and and you, you didn't really get excited it was just it was just a progression that you wanted to go and play for the first team at the weekend and uh, but you know what I mean when there's when there's something on the at the end of it and there's a, and there's, there's there's a competitive game three points a Champions League place a title. Must be so difficult for players to, to do it. So you know, I mean, good luck on Sunday because it's going to be so different mentally because you've it's not friendly anymore. It's a it's a it's a, it's a real game. So it's uh, you know, what I mean, that's when the manager and the coaching staff and and all the all the all the other members outside the playing staff is 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 earning their money because they've got to get players bang up for it and bang up for the game. Yeah, it's just how you get motivated, isn't it? Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> Uh, okay, but so I'm going to go to these questions because we there's, there's a couple of questions which have been asked a few times. Uh, so let's go for it. Um, Andy, uh, Harry Wilson has signed for Cardiff City on loan. Uh, there was some very disgruntled Swansea City fans and Derby County fans on Twitter moaning that Cardiff were paying his full wage. Of I think it works out at 60 grand a week, but uh, they're paying about a million to loan him. But to me... Like I criticised Cardiff over the last couple of weeks for their lack of sign-ins, but also they've got a lot of money off their wage bill. They've got rid of some high earners um, to make room to pay that wage. And also they've moved out Aidan Flint, has gone out on loan today as well to Sheffield Wednesday. Not sure about that one um, because defensively we haven't looked great. But Harry Wilson, first of all, as a player, mate, think give us your opinion on his sign-in. And also I wanted to ask you, if Cardiff weren't paying his wage and Liverpool were paying it, people would moan and say that they're, you know, we're being funded by Liverpool or whatever. And then when you do pay their wage in full, people moan. So you kind of can't win. But what do you think of the signing? Um, as a player, he's a very good player, very talented boy. Um, he's he's had a, he's had the, the the best education you can probably get as a young player. Um, coming through the ranks at Liverpool, um, he's he's had some really good loan moves. He's he's learnt his trade. He's 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 tried in the championship. He's he's been in the Premier League. He's 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 had a, he's had a really good education. He's he's played for his country, um, but now it's time that he needs to go and play regular football as well. You know, you, you're talking about these kind of players who who sit on the backside and don't want to play. You know, what I mean, I'm I'm a, a huge advocate of the loan system. I think it's amazing. Um, you know, what I mean, it, it treated me really well as a player, and uh, and and fair play to these lads who want to go out and play because. If you don't, and you're sat on your backside, and you're playing under 23 football, and or, or, or playing reserve team football, or whatever it may be, it's just it's not worth it, you know. So go and play in front of a crowd when the crowds are back. Uh, but go and play something what which means football, which means, and he wants to put himself in the shop window side for the for tournaments in the summer. And the only way for him yeah. to get in the Wales squad and the Wales side is by playing regular football. And Cardiff will give him that. Um, I think the best decision Cardiff made was was to take the pressure off Lee Tomlin. Um, yeah, I think they need this will do that. Um, it'll give them an opportunity to get some more goals, some more creativity. Uh, and you mentioned there the wage bill as well. You know what I mean? A lot of Cardiff fans have, have, have been on social media to me and, and been quite critical of the way that the club's been run. And, and rightly so, I think, um, that um, they've let a lot of players go. They've, they've let a lot of high-profile players go, fans' favourites go. But 
um, end of the day, it's, it's a business. You know what I mean? They've got to juggle the books a little bit. And if they, they were juggling the books in order to do this, this to do this deal, then so be it. You know what I mean? Because if Cardiff are playing, if that Cardiff are playing fifty percent of his wages, that's Premier League money. If Cardiff are playing ten percent of his wages, it's Championship money. You know, so you, you've got to look at the bigger picture. It's still massive money. So they've juggled the books in order to bring this kid in. So for me, it's 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 a no-brainer. Yeah, it's exactly what they need as well. He need, they needed creativity. They needed, he can play right wing, he can play left wing, he can play number 10, he can play up front. Um, Cardiff have also signed Dylan Phillips um, from Charlton, goalkeeper, which I was very surprised at because I believe, and I, I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was Charlton's player of the year last year. Yeah, he was. So he? I'm surprised that they've let him go. Obviously, for the, to start with, he'll probably be number two to... Um, to Smithies, but I think that's a great, uh, great signing for on both fronts. Um, Charlotte, do you know much about Harry uh, Wilson? I don't know, unfortunately. Oh, he's a scout, sir. So he's like, I'm just glad he's left Liverpool. To be honest, size not a big fan of Liverpool. Yeah, well, can you imagine if he had gone from Liverpool to Swansea? Jeez, that would have no, been no. like that's like the no, worst. No. Two football clubs you could play for. Anyway, no, no. I, I digress. But uh, ultimately, against who? Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, I, I, there's not enough time in the show for me to explain. <laughs> um, we spent a show, Charlotte. We spent we spent a show on uh, with, with Sai nearly crying for the full for the full show when Liverpool won the league. So we can't really go into that anymore. Well, that's where I they should have. They should have. They, <laughs> they shouldn't. They shouldn't have abandoned. They should have. Um, they should have. Lo- when we were in lockdown, they should have. That's the league should have been just abandoned. <laughs> Hashtag not bitter at all. Not bitter. I don't care. I was over by Christmas. Don't know what about. <laughs> uh, uh, right. While while we're on about signings, then right. Charlotte, I'd I'd like to talk. Uh, I'd like to then move across to the to the women's game because there's been some huge huge signings within the women's game and um you know i mean you've got people coming back to the uk from um from france you've got people coming over from america uh you've got some huge signings happening so um well first and foremost i thought is it is it good for the game amazing for the game i mean it's just gonna i think it's gonna be the best league in the world soon in fact it probably already is uh a lot harder to get into, I think, as a player who's not playing in that league and want aspires to be in that league. Um, but it's great. Obviously, it's developing the uh, the speed of the game and and everything. Yeah, I totally agree. So, what about um, what about uh, the kind of players? And so, why are, why are, why are teams uh, why are players leaving Champions League winners to come over to the UK and come back to Britain? You know what I mean? Why the why they're making those kind of moves for me is it have they achieved everything that they set out to do? Is that the, was that the aspiration that they, they go there to win that and then come back to to finish the career, or, or is it basically a financial decision? Um, possibly a bit of both. Maybe that I think if it was me, you know, I seen other players going back to England from from other clubs in different countries. I would want to be back as well because I feel like you're going to get more of a challenge in this league. Um, so maybe they were maybe they were wanting the challenge, but on obviously home soil. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, you know, what I mean, I'm not being disrespectful or, or, or calling out anybody. You know, like Lucy Bronze for me is is if not the best English woman who's who's, who's played the game in a, in a very very long time. She's got everything yeah. in a game. 
and Mo, you know what I mean? She, she, she plays at an unbelievable standard, fitness levels, quality. She's got everything. Um, and I, 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 I thought the same thing, you know, that she goes over to, to uh, over abroad in France to go and play football. Um, and she comes back and signs for Man City, which is always going to be for me the, 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 the move that she came back. And, you know what I mean? I watched her. Um, in two cup finals, one against Birmingham City, and she absolutely run the game from right back. And I was just gobsmacked, you know, watch her, watch her, uh, a player in that position defensively who can just dominate and run a game and, and just be, and just, just find football really easy. And to be honest, I just thought it opened my eyes a little bit that, that, that how strong the women's game was. And for me, I, I've got no qualms in, with, it, with, them, with them coming back and getting paid more money. You know, you, like you just said there, that that in order for the game to grow and be better, they've got to spend more money. You know, I watched the program. I don't know if you've seen it. The, the program on West Ham, it was uh, it was there was a five five part series, wasn't it? And um, they weren't they they weren't shy about spending money. You know what I mean? And they finished what ninth or tenth in the in the in the in, in, in the league. Sorry, in the WSL. And it was, you know, there's, there's teams like Spurs who've signed massive players. You know what I mean? From America, um, Man United were always going to spend the money with the with the manager that they've got. You know what I mean? Ex England international. Yeah. Um, and and that's not including probably the uh, the big sides who were always yeah. gonna always gonna spend spend cash and, and, and spend it wisely and and push the clubs on because um, they're just massive football clubs, aren't they, Charlotte? Yeah, and I mean I think even this year the the, the games in this 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 league is so unpredictable. Now I was actually speaking of a friend who plays for Birmingham, and we were talking about the Chelsea and Man City game, how Chelsea dominated. And she was saying, we she thought that they'd done really well against Chelsea. It just goes to show how unpredictable it is for Birmingham to be good against Chelsea when Chelsea dominated against Man City. Does it help then with uh, with the games being being live on TV, especially with the BBC showing the highlights on a um, is it, is it, it's Saturday night, isn't it? So is it later yeah. than uh, straight after match of the day? Um, which I do believe is a little bit too late, by the way. You know what I mean? I, I just think sometimes it can be a little bit disrespectful. You know, I know you can record things and, and watch them at another time, but um, give them their own slot. Give, you know what I mean? Because when you've got, and I'm, on a, and I'm being selfish, by the way, when I'm talking about my, my daughter, you know what I mean? That, 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 that if you want to aspire to be somebody and you want to watch these kind of players and, and want to uh, emulate what they're doing, you want to watch them. You know what I mean? I, I love Match of the Day, so I'll watch Match of the Day because I wanted to be like Alan Shearer. I wanted to be like um, Andy Cole. You know what I mean? So... I was able to watch it at half past ten. A girl's got to be able to aspire and do the same thing. But how on earth can she do that at half past twelve on a uh, Saturday night when when the football's not not easy and, and and not easy to get to and watch? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you just have to be thankful for the likes of the FA player where the games are You're able to watch the games whenever, really. Which I think is important, isn't it? Because. Uh, because Sai, we talk about Domi all the time about uh, about academy football and our size size boys in uh, in the system, and it's for me it's so important because especially now that especially at all at all different levels, you know what I mean? That, that all clubs have got their own little streams, and all clubs could could you could stream all the youth team games if you wanted to, so so parents could watch every game and keep on top of it instead of instead of instead of going to watch, you know what I mean? And travelling around and 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 getting involved when probably they don't need to, and it's the same as women's game, you know what I mean? Make it. Accessible, you know that I watched the. Um, I know Dan Dublin's a big advocate uh, on BBC with women's football, and you know what I mean. And, and I know he does a lot for BBC, but he, he pushes the women's game. And uh, and when you've got someone like Phil Neville, you know what I mean. How can you know what I mean? I know, I know. Uh, is he is he, he is leaving? Isn't he? Is that right? Is he is he leaving after his contract? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they announced that, didn't they? Uh, yeah. So I, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, that the, the women's game can continue to grow. You know what I mean. I, I, 
I, I was hoping that he was he was going to push the push the country onto another, the Lionesses onto another level and make them make them champions. But you know, what I mean, he was he was unlucky not to do that. But hopefully, the, uh, the successor can can continue and push that. Yeah, I definitely think they can. The talent that they've got coming through as well, especially. Um, how uh, how important for you personally, Charlotte, is, to, is it to see um, some of the players who play for the Lionesses, who play or have played, who uh, who played for Sunderland or played in the northeast of England as well? Because there's a, there's quite a lot, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there's loads. I used to, mm. well, I I remember my first ever training session with Sunderland when I was fifteen with the women, and they were all up here training despite being in clubs down south. So there was the likes of Steph, Jill. Mm. Uh, Lucy Bronze, uh, Jordan Nobbs, they were all up training in, uh, for Sunderland, like even when they weren't playing for them. Yeah. So Which it's, is... am- it's, ama- it's amazing to see their successes. Yeah, well, it's great though, isn't it? You know what I mean? Because they're, they're, they're not just even household names. You know what I mean? The, the superstars, you know what I mean? You, you see them on social media, they make a difference for people. Um, you know what I mean? Stick them in front of a camera. Um, you know, I know they've. I know certain people have had, uh, you know, I mean, they've had the, they've had the, they've had the problems. I know Steph and her husband, a new husband, has, he's had his health issues and things, and you know what I mean. But they can make a difference because they're, they're, that, they're that big a name within football, and and this is my point about about how big women can be and how big women the women's game has turned into. And um, I just so hope that it can it can it, it can find that um, final final piece in the jigsaw which can pull it all together. And if that's the national team or. Um, the league can be even bigger because I think the WSL can be bigger for me. You know what I mean? I, I look at the second division with um, with the likes of Leicester City in and things, and I think you know what I mean they're a big club. You know what I mean? And I know Emil Heskey is just just um, is in charge or are helping the women game now push push forward at teams like Leicester. So for me, give them an opportunity to push forward with them. Maybe don't have a relegation for a season or two just to try and make the league a little bigger, a little bit bigger, or you know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to find ways of of, of making it more competitive. Yeah, I agree. But it's money at the end of the day. Isn't um, it? What's the depth like? Yeah. It, what's the depth like in the in like the England setup for the female game? Like, is there a lot of young young players coming through, sort of waiting to break into that first team at national level? Um, yeah, I think they've obviously got the, the age groups, and then there's been a few um, younger players had the opportunity to step up for the first team. I mean, I wouldn't know because I haven't been involved with the setup, so. I wouldn't know the depth of it, but I think obviously northeast. Um, I don't know. I've I've saw uh, although we've got the likes of Jill and Steph and like the senior players like that. I've sort of felt like they've quite they've neglected us up in the northeast. But that's just my opinion. So what? Yeah. why would you? Why, what, so, so in in terms of what Charlotte? Do you mean? Do you mean because because the amount of talented players? In that system, and the amount of talented mm-hmm. players who who play that kind of uh, who've who've had the who've had the scouting, who've had the who've had the, the the coaching as well. There's a lot more players who haven't been given the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's because if you look at the leagues, I mean, we haven't necessarily got a super league team in the northeast yet because we got like Sunderland got kicked out. Mm. Um, but that talent still remains there. We've still got so much talent in the northeast, and. It, I think it sort of gets overlooked because we're not necessarily super league teams. I totally agree. I look at um, I look at some of the ladies' huge team. I look at Durham. You know what I mean? The the the, the big clubs in the place and good football. You know, and I th- I agree with you. I think it's so disrespectful. You know that, that that just because these clubs 
um, the Leicester Cities, the Aston Villas, the Sheffield United, that these kind of t- Man United, that these kind of clubs who, for me, they got a um, they got a free pass, and that's what that's the way I look at it a little bit. They got a little bit of a free pass because of the size of their men's football club. Where um, Sunderland obviously is a different issue with the way that the way that things were handled off the pitch. Uh, but I look at Durham City, for example, yeah, that. They've got some very good footballers. Um, they've got some very good players. You know what I mean? That 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 because their men's team is not a traditional football club. You know what I mean? Or they don't have a link whatsoever. I don't think at all now. They used to, but they don't anymore. Um, I, 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 they're fighting the losing battle because the, the the potentially can only get so far because the league wants the big ta- the big sides to push on. You know what I mean? They'll want. Um, uh, you know, I mean, Brighton or Albion are in it. West Ham are in it. Um, you know, I mean, they'll want Southampton ladies. You know, I mean, these kind of teams that they, they, they're not bothered about the little guys, unfortunately. And that's the same as the way that I have an outlook on on the AFL. You know, what I mean, that that for me, there's there's a pecking order, and the pecking order in English football is is Premier League take everything, the Championship if you've got a chance picks up the scraps, and and everything everything else just 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 gets forgotten about, and and that's why we're losing football clubs. And if we're not careful, we're going to lose. Uh, men football clubs are going to lose women football teams, clubs, you know what I mean? It's going to be such a shame because um, teams can't go on forever without some help and support and guidance as well. Yeah. 100%. Uh, mate. Uh, so Rob Boyle asked the question there. He says, uh, why isn't there a team uh, in the north? Is it just financial? What, the, in, the, in the WSL? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's what he means. <laughs> Uh, Charlotte, I'll leave that one for you. Well, yeah, it was financial. Uh, obviously, we, with Sunderland, uh, we were in the Super League, but when they, when they changed it to make it where the rule where we all had to be full-time, that's when Sunderland financially didn't uh, back us, so we ended up having to pull out of the Super League and then knocked us down two divisions. And then you've got the likes of Durham, who are trying to climb the leagues. They're doing really well in the uh, in the championship. Hopefully they can go up in the Super League to, uh, to be the Super the North East Super League team. It's just going to be so difficult, though, isn't it? You know, I me mean, to sustain it because it's the if they do get up, which is great. Um, what comes with that is 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 huge financial implications. You know that you know, what I mean, it's it's going to be a huge burden. You know, what I mean, the girls will have jobs. You know, what I mean, so it's a it's a. Do you want to be a professional footballer that much um, to give your job up? Can you afford to do it? Can you? You know what I mean? Because you know, you've got a good job, you give it up to be a professional footballer. Is it a risk? Because if you get relegated the next year, you then you've got to go back to to getting a job, and it's it's so uncertain times, and it's the it's the getting getting caught between a, a rock and a hard place sometimes, and you know what I mean? It's a difficult situation, uh, and some teams do it um, do it right, as in um, we'll take a risk. The season before, and we'll go up full time, and, and and we'll go up as champions, for example, as a professional team, because we've we've got the fitness levels, we've got the training, we've got everything in place, and and for me, that's probably the only way to do it, because it gives you that uh, opportunity to uh, to get everything in place, because the shock and the difference between Premier League um, and Championship is just outrageous in at every level, men and women. Mm. Well, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Uh, if you look at when we played against Birmingham last year, Birmingham were two leagues above above us, and we took them nil nil up until the eighty fifth minute, and I think we held our own quite well. Yeah. So. No, no, no yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I just think, uh, I just think, over a course of a season, you know, what I mean, it's a difficult one because if you lose two or three best players because they can't afford to be to turn pro, it's a, you you yeah. got to try and replace those kind of footballers, you know. 
you're battling against things which are outside of your hands as a player then as well, aren't you? Because like those all the Sunderland players, they're not in control of what has ultimately ended up with them dropping down two leagues. Um, and I think when finances start affecting football and football clubs like that in a negative way, and just like we've seen clubs like Macclesfield and, and Barry over the last year um, kind of fold in, it could be. It's very frustrating for everybody, but I can imagine as a player that must be even more frustrating to to be kind of pushed down two levels, but it not be anything to do with how you've performed on the pitch. It's just yeah. something which is completely out of your hands. Yeah. It's, uh, it must be very difficult to deal with. Yeah, heartbreaking. I mean, I wasn't necessarily at Sunderland the time where they got when they got kicked out of the Super League, but playing with the players who were. We're in that position. I really feel for them. Yeah, because it's not their fault, Charlotte, is it? You know that, no. that everything everything wasn't in their control. You know, I mean, the players did everything in their power to to achieve what they achieved, and all of a sudden it was taken away from them, and it was it was heartbreaking because you know that 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 even the football club, the football club achieved what they wanted to achieve. It was going places, and who knows where that club would have been because you know, what I mean, players. You know, what I mean, the, the players that they had at the time. You know, that 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 players. Why would people stay and players stay? To drop down the level they were they were playing at, you know, it was such a yeah. such an awkward and difficult time for a for a for a football club to to sustain what was going on. Um, okay, to finish us off, then um, West Ham signed uh, Brentford winger attacker uh, Saeed Ben Rama made for thirty million, and that's um, mm. obviously a lot of money. And Brentford mm. have made a lot of money in this transfer window. Yeah. However, they've also sold arguably their two best players. Um, what do you think of it as a sign-in for West Ham? Obviously, they had signed Jared Bowen last year. And also, how will it affect Brentford going forward? Um, you know what I think of him as a player. Um, he's one of my favourite players in the Championship. I raved about him all last season. He got most of my player of the years, for, uh, play, the, play of the weeks every week. I was gutted when... Um, when he didn't start the season, because I just knew there was there was always something niggling away that he was going to leave, and there's a reason why somebody like uh, Ben Ramsey doesn't play. He doesn't play because he's saving himself for the move. What's going to happen? And uh, I'm surprised he's got in the Premier League. No, of course I'm not. He should have been playing in the Premier League with with Brentford, but um, circumstances meant that he didn't. You know what I mean? They bottled it a little bit in the playoffs, and uh, and they didn't get where they needed to be um, in the final couple of games, but. Um, listen, he either looked at Oli Watkins, Aston Villa, his hat trick against Liverpool, and thought, do you know what? I can do it. He can do it. I can do it because we're both on the similar levels. And um, and for me, I think West Ham have got a very good player. Do I think they've overpaid? Possibly. I think it's a lot of money. Thirty million pounds a lot of money. But uh, when you when you leave things, when West Ham and clubs leave things this late in the window, you're going to have to overpay and, and overspend. And um, I just hope the pressure of a transfer fee that big doesn't doesn't uh, weigh on his shoulders a little bit. Yeah, big time, mate. It's. Um... I worry. I do worry for Brentford because I yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. The players they've sold yeah. and the players they've brought in or lack of isn't comparable, um, and obviously they just missed out on that Premier League dream last year or last season. But sorry, didn't we what... didn't we say this though? We said we said that if they don't go up, they're gonna there's been influx influx of players leaving. You know, I mean, you can't keep the, the, the those kind of players happy. In the championship, they're, they're too good for the championship. They ripped the championship up for long periods in the season. So, you know, I mean, for yeah. me, it was always going always going to happen. But I'm 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 gutted um, for Brentford because um, 
I think I'm going for myself because I think we predicted that they were gonna they were gonna get in the playoffs and yeah. without without the kind of players that they've got, I can't see it happening. Yeah, unless they do some big business in the next couple of hours, I can't see it. Um, so obviously, as this is normally the championship show, I thought we'd finish off by uh, doing our championship predictions. Uh, so we'll start off with um, Barnsley versus Bristol City. Uh, Charlotte, who have you got for that? Bristol. This, yeah, I was going to say this would be interesting if she doesn't know if she doesn't know the championship. I'll uh, yeah, let, let's 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 I'm Charlotte trying, go first. Let's Charlotte go first. She can't copy. <laughs> Bristol. Yeah. Bristol, well, that's a good shout. It is a good uh, shout. I'll go Bristol. Bristol City. Go Bristol. Yeah, Bristol finished the finished the uh pre international games really strong. I think they were yeah, they the, were the, the up there, you know what I mean? Barnsley have Barnsley have got rid of too many good players for me, so yeah, Bristol City for me. Spot on. And Even though it changed me. I only said that because I've played a cup final there before. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Ashton Gate. I hope you played well by the way, because we're not a big fan of Bristol City. No. In a cup final, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as James and Gavin have just done, then drop your predictions in the uh, in the chat as well. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a draw there. I think Barnsley are going to international break will have done them good, so I'm going to back them to get a point. And uh, next up, we got Birmingham City versus Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday been busy in the transfer window. Where Charlotte, you can go first again. I'm gonna say Birmingham. I'm a big fan of Birmingham. It's a good shout, you know. Um, Young players. Listen, Aitor's doing. He's doing what I thought he would do. He's very, uh, he's very championship championship driven. Keeps clean sheets. Doesn't score many goals. But um, I'm I'm I've just, I've just, I've talked about what I'm going to do, and I'm going to go, going to go against the Grain here, and I'm going to go Mm -hmm. Sheffield Wednesday because of the players I've signed. Um, the players they've got, they need the points because they're still on minus points. So I'm going to go Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm leaning towards Sheffield Wednesday because they need those points to early doors to just to settle it. If they lose a load of games to start the season, they're going to be in trouble. Um, and equally, I think they've been very, very shrewd in the people they've signed in. I think, you know, when you look at who they've signed, like Flint, uh, Patterson, very good signings. For a, for a club which needs to to battle out wins, I think they're yeah. excellent signings. Um, so I'll go with uh, Sheffield Wednesday there. Blackburn Rovers versus Nottingham Forest. New manager, couple of new signings for Forest. Uh, Charlotte, who you got there? Blackburn. Good shout. I've got Blackburn as well. I think they've got too much for. Um, too much when for I say they've got too much for. Too much for them, yeah. I think uh, I think Tony's had him in. Tony's got him in great form, and uh, and obviously Tony's my hero as well. So I can't uh, mm-hmm. I can't go against Blackburn. Yeah, I'm a big Blackburn fan, as we know over the last year or so. Um, I do think Forest are going to come out of it now in the next couple of weeks with the with new manager and the signings they've made, but not tomorrow. Blackburn for me. Uh, next up, AFC Bournemouth versus QPR. Uh, Charlotte. Bournemouth. She's just reading my mind. So we had uh, we had Graham Jones on the show. Who um, we had a conversation about Graham, didn't we, via uh, uh, our group chat this week and uh, about defending. Um, and I'm guessing Graham will have just worked on drills, defending drills, getting them going, putting them in good shape, getting the new signings into place. So uh, for me, I, I can't see QPR um, beating Bournemouth. So yeah, for me, Bournemouth will win. Yeah, just just don't see QPR having the firepower anymore. Um, the players which were doing the damage from last year, they were so heavily reliant on. 
I'm there now. Um, and yeah, Bournemouth have been very, very good so far. Uh, next up, Brentford, who we just discussed, versus Coventry City. This time we're going to switch and we're going to go, Andy, you go first this time. <laughs> Uh, Brentford have sold all these players. Uh, it's all doom and gloom. Um, nothing's going right for them, but they'll win tomorrow. I didn't hear a word of that, mate. You broke up. Did you not? No. Uh, Brentford will win tomorrow, even after all the bad things that have gone on. Okay. And Charlotte, Brentford versus Coventry? I'm going to go against you. I'm going to say Coventry. Ooh. Uh, Sorry, I'm normally always right. I'm normally always right, Charlotte, so... He does do very well on the predictions. <laughs> it's just the rest of the show he talks rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think um, I think that one will be a draw. So, uh, uh, next Ooh, up... Somebody, Luke... Somebody's wrong, Sai, aren't they? Well, Two people are wrong. wrong. Yeah. What I mean? Uh, probably me, mate. You can bank on that. Uh, Not probably. Luton Town versus Stoke City. Uh, me? Um, yeah, yeah, go, go on, you aunt. Ah, uh, listen. Uh, Luton have had a great start, but I think Stoke. I think Stoke will win. Um, I think uh, the the big big players. I think they've had more time on the training ground to work on things. So I'm going to go Stoke City. And uh, Charlotte, you for that one? Yeah, I agree. I've always been a fan of Stoke. Strong team. Yeah, they got it on paper. Uh, oh, Stoke, Stoke should be already gone up. But football is not played on paper. Uh, I will go with a Luton Town win for that one. Uh, next up, the mighty Middlesbrough will face against Reading. North versus South. Yeah, difficult one this, you know, because it's uh, yeah, I, I just it's a northeast team, man. Come on. Yeah, well, no, I, it, it depends what what, what, I'm, what I'm talking about. Am I talking about my head or my heart? If I'm talking about my heart, Middlesbrough win, Middlesbrough win the league. Uh, but but then, uh, yeah, well, to be fair, Reading are doing well, but uh, to be fair, they do a, a really bad result, aren't they? So, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go Middlesbrough because I'm going to go the signings what they've made. Um, Akron will score again. I'm going to go Middlesbrough. And uh, Charlotte? I'm going to go Barato. Always like wait, 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 wait till see what he does here. I'll go with the draw. Against it. Yeah, he always does it. Just does it wind me up. Just the opposite. Uh, I'll go with a draw there. I think Redding have been in good form, but I do think Borough have made some good signings. So I'll go with a draw. Uh, next, Rotherham United versus Norwich City. And uh, we'll go back to Charlotte. You go first this time. Norwich, I think. Yeah, Norwich are my team for the season. I, th- I think they're going to win the league. I think uh, they've had a terrible start, by the way. But I think uh, I think a game at, at Rotherham now is a is a perfect time and a perfect game for them. So I'm going to go away win. Yeah, I think uh, I don't see anything but a Norwich win for that one. Banker of the weekend, almost. Uh, Swansea City versus the mighty Huddersfield Town. Do you want to go first, eh? Si? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Huddersfield five, Swansea City now. <laughs> Even give you a uh, score there. No, I th- uh, I'll go for a draw because I can't bring myself to say Swansea will win, but they'll probably win. But we'll go with a draw. Charlotte, uh, Charlotte I'll, let, I'll let I'll let you go before me because everyone knows what I'm going to say. Swansea three one. Yeah, listen. Uh, every Cardiff fan in the world wants me to say that Swansea, the Cardiff, Swansea are going to lose, but the, the way they're playing, they the way that the way that they score goals, the way that you know, I mean, they've, they've got some decent players at the minute. They're doing they're doing a. For me, they're doing a, doing a great job in the championship and they're playing the system really well. So, you know what I mean? For me, they're going to win again. Unfortunately. Play the system makes it sound like they, they cheat, mate. 
No, well, you, I didn't. I didn't use that word, did I? I'm not in fear, <laughs> mate, whatsoever. <laughs> I never. I never use that word. But if a team was going to cheat, then you know. <laughs> um, Ooh, slanderous. Next up, um, I didn't say they were. I just said they, you know, if uh, hypothetically a team was going to cheat, then you know, probably would be them. Uh, next up, Wickham Wanderers versus Millwall. Uh, Charlotte, you go first. Mighty Millwall. Mighty I'm so Millwall. desperate for Gaz to win. I am so desperate for yeah, my, my ex-teammates and manager at Wickham Wanderers. I'm so desperate for him to get, get off the mark. You know what I mean? And Millwall is strong. You know what I mean? Jed Wallace for me is, I, love, I think he's amazing. I'm so surprised I've kept all of him, by the way. I can't believe he's still a Millwall player. Um, but uh, I go draw. I haven't got a draw today. I'm, 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 I need Wickham to get off to get off to a to some kind of start this season. I'm going to go with a Wickham Wanderers win. I um I feel like this is the week. This is the week for, for Gareth Ainsworth and Wickham Wanderers. So I'm going to go with a Wickham win. Uh, then we got Sunday. We have Preston versus the mighty Cardiff City to finish the weekend of Championship action. Uh, Andy, you go first for this time, mate, for the last uh, last game. If you'd have asked me. Uh, at half time in the Preston mm-hmm. game against Brentford, as I said, Cardiff would have won 4-0 because they were all over the place. Uh, but there's going, to be, there's going to be goals in the game. We had a decent game during lockdown, didn't we, end to, end, to the end of the last season. Uh, and I think they're going to get the same result. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Cardiff will win. OK, Charlotte, where you go for this one? I'm going to say a draw for this one. Nice. I'd have either. I think... Um... It'll probably be like four all or something like. Yeah, probably will be. Yeah, back to be in, remember that game back in the day between Cardiff and Preston, where Cardiff were winning four nil at half time, and it ended up being four all or something stupid like that. And yeah, I've been involved in a few of them. Because mm. that's the way Not Preston that. have been. Preston have been playing this year, yeah. isn't it? It's like yeah. there'll be three, 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 four up, and then. Uh, but mm. I know. I think um, Cardiff will be on a bit of a high after they've pulled off the Wilson sign in today, because I do think that's a big sign in. It's a yeah. big statement of intent. Um, so, yeah, let's go. Someone just corrected me, which kind of goes with the day I'm having. It wasn't Preston, it was Peterborough. But it was, no, Peterborough. It was all, but uh, we've, got one, we've got one more prediction. So, Charlotte, we'll go uh, Swindon Town against Sunderland. Score <laughs> prediction, not just who's going to win it. What's, what's the score going to be? Well, we're struggling to score, aren't we? So... But they shouldn't be though, should they? With the, with the players that they brought in, yeah. you know, obviously Danny, Danny's come back. Danny's a Danny's a born goal scorer on his day, but he can't score if he's sat on the sat on his backside. By the way, can't score if in. you're on the bench. Mm. I best can't not uh, comment on that, otherwise he'll have me. Um, no, I think it'll be two. I'm gonna say two nil or something. I've got more confidence in to win away from home. The Oxford game for me was that was that two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they won two 0 again, I think they play with a lot more freedom away from home. You know, I don't know about you, but the, the, I know there's no fans there, but there's always pressure playing at the stadium. Like, you know what I mean? The, the, the look, the players look like there's, <clears throat> they've got the world on the shoulders at home. You know what I mean? I, I look at uh, we we had Robbie Stockdale on. Obviously, he's done every job in under the under the sun at, at Sunland uh, from interim manager to coach, assistant manager, um, and he spoke about the the, the the size of the club and the pressure, uh, and obviously there's Netflix. Um, um, comedy episode, which was uh, which was a good watch, but I, I wasn't a big fan of, of of how it made a football club look and look a group of players and 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 the inside and the outside of a club look. But 
Um, I um, I think they, I think they'll win on Saturday uh, against Swindon Town. Even though Swindon have had a really good start, Richie Wellens is, is doing a good job as manager. But I do think Sunderland should have far too much in the in the tank for uh, a side like that. Yeah, definitely. I think they're raring to, raring to keep going, aren't they? Where did um, Where did Sunderland finish last year? Finished just outside the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah, of course. It was and they missed down, out it? on that points per game rubbish Stupid with Ipswich stuff. Town. So, um, because they played one more game more than Wickham, they ended up Wickham ended up going in there through points per game on goal difference, which I still can't work it out. It doesn't make sense. They they adding up. Brutal. You know what I mean? Yeah, Brutal it was just. Method. I think I think I think somebody got the fingers up and just started just adding things yes. together. Yeah. yeah, I um I just had a quick look at the Sunderland squad. Actually, it's it's insane for a league yeah, one. Good. League One side, you've got like um, players like Morgan Feeney and Re- Remy Matthews, but then you've got like Danny Graham's the back, back uh, Borini. You know, they're not League One players, uh, no. let's be honest. No, but uh, Charlotte, Charlotte will tell you like a few years ago when they got relegated from the Premier League, they still had like Oviedo, who was a, a Spanish international, you know, he'd come from uh, La Liga, and you know, I mean, they had all these kind of world class footballers, you know what I mean, who were, who were playing championship, championship football, but Nobody's touching them. You know what I mean? They had World Cup winners uh, in Italy. They had an Italian uh, from Juventus. And it's so hard to get rid of these kind of players who are on big money because no one's going to touch them because they've just been relegated. Uh, they're on too much money. Sunderland aren't going to get the kind of money what they're looking for. It's just, it's so, it must be so Crazy, disheartening, Charlotte, to be, a, to be a Sunderland fan. Well, I'm actually a Newcastle fan. Oh, are you mean? That's even worse. <laughs> It's even worse. What's your thoughts well, on Mike I, Ashley? I like Sunderland because obviously I've been at the club. I've played at the club there a long time, so I like both oh, of them. You've gone down but in I inspirations. Am um, tell me about Mike Ashley <laughs> to, to finish. No comment. Should he? Should, should he? Should he? Should he just wash his hands and, and and pass it on to somebody else as quick as possible? Well, not at any random matter, but yeah. <laughs> mm. But I think I think for the club in order to, for the club to get where they want to go, you know what I mean. I look at. I, I, is it Maximan who's just signed a new contract yesterday? Six-year contract. Yeah. That's just a. It shows. It shows. It shows that the club's doing doing some good. But mm-hmm. for me, it's um, it's got to be uh, it's got to be done a little bit better. Yeah, definitely got faith in Steve Bruce. But... Steve Bruce is a good manager. Steve, I, I say I played for Steve. Um, Steve tried to sign me a couple of times. I played for him at Sheffield United. He's he, he had some really good ideas. Um, uh, when he was when he was a younger manager, when he just first year left United, and and yeah. and I look at him now, and um, he's 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 grown into a really experienced manager who doesn't really care about what people think about him, and he's he's got arrogance, but he knows he does a really good job, and he's got that he's got that uh, Sir Alex Ferguson um, swagger about him a little bit that he's that he's swagger. he's got a, he's got a, he's got a good upbringing, so to speak. I like it. Yeah. Good football yeah. education. Like it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any better. Indeed. Um, Okie dokie. So, th- thank you very much, uh, Charlotte, for joining us. I really appreciate your time, and uh, it's been a lot of fun listening to your you talk. And it's been I've just really enjoyed it. I haven't spoken as much as usual because I spent most of the time trying to sort my camera out. Um, but well done, me for not losing my temper. Uh, Andy, as always, mate. Thank you, and I appreciate you carrying the show as well. Um, no, it's been uh, it's been great, and Charlotte, as I say, thanks very much for uh, for you coming on. It's been it's been great. I know everything's been a bit of a rush today from 
uh, from finishing training to coming on the show, but no, it's been great. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, and on another note, Si, that we've got another show on Monday night. We've got uh, an, uh, an, another amazing guest, uh, a, a, a guy I've been talking to over the last couple of days, um, a man called Keanu Marsh-Brown, who's just finished in America with um, Memphis uh, in Tennessee. Um, he's played for Forest Green Rovers, he's played for Newport County, um, Fulham, just to name a few. So he's gonna, he's got a really good story, really down to earth guy, um, and he's got some high aspirations for the future. And he's just been called up for his national team for the Gold Cup coming up. So he's, and that was a text he sent me today. So I'm uh, really, really looking forward to uh, digging deep into that one on Monday. Yeah, he's uh, gonna be fascinating. Played for, he played 17 games for Newport as well. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. So that, like I say, I'm really lucky. Like I said to you earlier, I'm really looking forward to having a chat with him. Had some really good guests the last few months. It's been fun. Um, Sunday, 8 p.m., Mental Health in Sport, Series 2, Episode 2. None other than Cardiff City and Middlesbrough legend, Mr. Andy Campbell, joined myself and Jacob to uh, talk about mental health in sport and football. And, uh, of course, we had Keith Gillespie on last week's show. Um, so check that out, 8 o'clock, Facebook, YouTube. For that and a big thank you to black diamond sports as ever for their help and support and of course a massive thank you to bespoke financial for sponsoring the andy campbell football shows until monday 7 30 we will be live again for the andy campbell football show and uh, don't forget sunday andy charlotte thank you very much thanks charlotte Cheers, guys. pleasure thank you my mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance it sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if Mummy or Daddy got sick. Then we'd get enough money to take care of us, and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Podcast Network.